The following audio is via a Skype call. Welcome to Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and guests unveil astrology's ancient archetypes that continually build the collective experiences in our unconsciousness. Get ready to find your free will from your roots in the stars. Hello, I'm Sue Rose Minahan. Tonight, for the Talk Cosmos program, the date is November 3rd, 2018, and the subject generally, this overspanning subject, continues with Scorpio, the archetype of Scorpio, and the archetype involves the sign itself, Scorpio, the eighth house, which is the eighth house of the 12 in the horoscope, Pluto, which technically is what evolutionary astrologers would still consider to be the influential ruling planet of Scorpio, and for traditional astrologers, Mars. And also there's the scorpion, the eagle, the snake, uh, many elements. Tonight's subject in this vast, really powerful archetype is unveiling death mask because Scorpio really does have to do about life and death in so many forms and I will immediately begin by introducing our guest who is Susie Kerr Wright an astrologer psychic medium a Reiki master teacher and certified life coach Susie blends intuitive talents knowledgeable of astrology spirit uh and her metaphysical world began as a child, enamored with astrology and tarot. So blending her intuitive talents, knowledge of astrology, spirit communication, and life coaching, she creates the roadmap to help you understand your potential to, leave, to live, not, yes, to live, highest and best life. Susie Kerr-Wright has studied at the prestigious Arthur Findlay College of Psychic Sciences in England, is a graduate of Dale Carnegie, and has a PhR in human resources. In Tennessee, she is a weekly astrologer on the air for WSCA-FM radio, that's the call numbers, and is a regular guest on the Today in Nashville, and has written astrology columns and articles for Good Housekeeping, Cosmopolitan, L. Bustle, Romper, Brides Magazine, and others. She's very dynamic and does theatric, I think, uh, work too. But at any rate, oh, and also you can find Susie on the guest uh, uh, highlight, I mean, on Talk Cosmos. If you go to Talk Cosmos, we have all the guests. They give their emails, their websites, so you can get in contact and Hi, Susie. We'll just begin. Hi, Sue. I am so excited. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Uh, I've been looking forward to this for so long. When did I when did I meet you? When was Chicago? It was yes. forever ago. It was. <laughs> it was United Con- uh, United Astrology Conference back in May. Huge wow, event. May. Yeah, we really Yeah. You, about Scorpio. We've talked at length. And I think part of it was that you immediately 
thought that you would bring up some of the ideas of demystifying the whole uh, death process. So what, what, what was on your mind? Well, um, you know, my kind of mission through all of the metaphysical tools that I use and the, and the different modalities that I have um, is, is always to take the, the mystery and the fear out of things for, for people, you know? And so uh, that's, you know, when it, this, and this is the big taboo. This is, this is, you know, this is it. This is death that we're talking about now. And, um, but there's so much more to explore in the context of that word. You know, the dictionary definition is it's a permanent ending, but is it really? Ah, <laughs> you know? yes. Um, and, and so, you know, and, and there are many phases of death or many types of deaths that we can experience in life. Um, and you know, there's the death of the ego, there's uh, the physical death. There's the death of ideas or ideals that we have. There's an e there's emotional death, spiritual death. Um, you know, we equate the many losses and things that we that we experience in our lives to death, like the death of a marriage or the death of a close relationship, or even you know how people say you're dead to me. You know, mm -hmm. it's like um, so when something ceases to be integral in our lives, we we sometimes equate it to the concept of like the physical death death and demystifying death is really just reframing what that process of transformation looks like. It's removing the fear and walking, you know, walking into the shadow and kind of looking death squarely in the face and realizing that, you know, whether it's physical death or not, well, in my world, because I'm a medium, I know there is life beyond physical. So pretty much anything else is like, you know, not, not as, uh, it, it's not permanent either. So, you know, but looking it in the face reminds me, you know, I got that vision of, remember that movie Moana? Mm, yes. At the end, she just walks right up to the monster, you know, and she's like, I know who you are, you know? And when we can get to that level of bravery in our lives and that level of confidence in knowing who we are, it's like, we can, you know, anything is possible. And, um, and death becomes, so much less powerful, you well, know, that the concept yeah. of overcoming us. This is really very strong because abandonment and that pain that, you know, especially if it's when one's young and then it triggers, you know, these emotions. I was reading, too, about in the Buddhist uh, faith that uh, looking at emotions and realizing that rather than the external that seems to cause our problems, but really going into the fact that this is noticing those emotions and that uh, it, it distances one from their, uh, their sense of, 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 is it true? Is this emotion have to be true? Because there, well, there are reasons. There is, there is pain in this world. But this, oh, God, gotcha. yeah, but I um, mean, yeah, I'm not trying to be light of any of this either, no, right? Of not course at all. not. But there is this other thing of the impermanence and the fact that there's life beyond, there mm -hmm. is life beyond, just as there is in so many ways, and this transmuting of phases, or even using love as a big factor of, of bridging beyond with the loss or. Well, I am thinking of there's physical deaths, you know. It's, but again, going back to the dictionary, which 
I think that's pretty much what it's, it's picking up on. But all these other internal, because even with a physical death of somebody, there's so many other parts of us that need to be resurrected in some way in a new fashion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and 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 it is it is it is a it is I, I say just a process, but it's a painful process. I mean, nobody gets out of this world alive, and nobody gets to go through life without feeling, you know, losses and grief and, and pain and all of that. Um, but we've just, you know, as, as humans, like, or at least, uh, you know, in general, uh, we've created such a, a, a terrifying image of what death can be. You know, I, I mean, it's amazing because I use, I use tarot also in my uh, readings a lot of times. And, um, you know, the death card will come up and I mean, the, the people's faces are just, they're horrified. They're terrified. And, you know, and here's, and, and it actually has, it's funny, I, you know, there's actually so much um, astrological symbolism in the tarot. There's so many, so many connections. And the death card in tarot, this is so interesting because, you know, the, the process of going through these deaths means having to acknowledge something and having to release something you know, in order, it, because it's, it's something that isn't working for us anymore. Right. You know, it's a mask. And it's like what we think we see in front of us, that's seemingly impossible to overcome or too difficult to walk through is it's 10 feet tall and paper thin. That's what our fears are. And so, um, so, you know, in, in the tarot, it's so interesting, because the, the um, death card, is preceded by the hanged man, which is about seeing things from a view uh, from your higher self rather than from an ego place. So first we begin like the shift, you know, the, the, the willingness to see things a little differently. Then we start to reframe our views and step out of our limitations. And, you know, or at least we're aware of them. And the spiritual tarot book, I love this book. It's, it's wonderful. Um, says death promises rebirth and renewal following the disintegration and abandonment of those things that are no longer useful to you. So in the death card, you see this, you know, this imposing skeleton, you know, yellow gold or yellow skeleton faced by like four figures. And the four figures are just aspects of ourselves. So there's the wounded or, or possibly dead king underneath this horse that's the that's the personality there's a child that represents our innocence there's a maiden that represents our purity and a priest that represents our spiritual beliefs and it's no accident either that it's followed by the temperance card which represents coming back to balance and flow and the zen concept of living is then related to the higher self in action so basically if you think about it astrologically there's your eighth and ninth house right there <laughs> you yes. know and, and actually throw the seventh in there, too, for, you know, for the hanged man. It's like, wow, you know, what, how do we get to see where our, where our limitations are, or where our fears are? It's, oh, through interactions with other people, mostly, right? And then, so seventh house. So eighth house is where, um, you know, the, the Pluto Scorpio house. We go through the transformation, and then we get to the ninth house, which is our spiritual connection, our spiritual belief. And we begin working on what, what works for us, you know? expanding so, yes expanding yeah. those horizons it's so very true integral process because what we have in the seventh and they do begin to interrelate well in fact life interrelates so it's so great as we progress in these talks to keep bringing back the fact that one kind of lends itself to the next because it's 
with those relationships is that mirror of 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 seeing uh, projections and ourself and mm-hmm. contrasts and and it, but if we have ourself it, well in fact Kabbalah begins I like the study of Kabbalah and I'm not adver- I'm not a huge master of it by any means but I'm t- uh, uh, fascinated I mean it really pulls in a lot of information and it begins instead of in Aries the horoscope begins in Libra because it is the other and I was reading in Buddha too how it's that whole culture of Tibet wants to think of the other person that w- this holistic sense and that we we exchange and and share our uh, strengths for in exchange for power for to empower each other mm-hmm. which is not exactly feeding into uh, the sense of of what you were saying about the different fears and growths of ourselves, but we do have these many parts of us. There's so many layers, as we had talked about before, like that that takes a lot of work. It takes Yeah, and, and we you know, and the and the thing about it is, you know, especially right now, we're like digging and digging and digging deeper and deeper, you know, with, with this Venus retrograde and um, you know, and we're and, and the interesting thing is we're, we're actually being the gift of cleansing, cleaning and releasing. Um, but so many are, you know, we're, 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 it doesn't feel all warm and fuzzy. No. <laughs> you know? Any know. Pluto transit where, you know, where Pluto is in your chart is where you're always undergoing some sort of transformation. But, you know, when you've got Pluto doing what it's doing and Saturn lining up with it now, I mean, there's so, there's so much going on that this particular, you know, um, Venus, uh, you know, Venus retrograde is, is just, it's monstrous. And not only that, it's ending this, that eight year cycle, you know, that Venus cycle. And so it started back in 2010. So right now, literally right now, we are being given the opportunity to close out a very painful emotional cycle and, and look at things that we've been putting off, you know, in some cases a lifetime, you know, and, um, you know, and you said this when I when I was speaking to you earlier. It's like I don't want to I don't want to steal your thunder, but I thought no, it was such ahead. a great line. You know, you said Scorpio wants to live, not die. Pluto wants us to live and not die, and and that's important to remember. These transits can feel so painful and so, um, you know, it, it just so you can't see the forest for the trees, but you know, when you come out on the other side, it's, oh God, you know, you just, you can't even fathom the, the rewards. Yeah. The motivation and intention, so true to remember is for that releasing of what isn't working, what is, is no longer giving us life support. And sometimes it's, uh, I'm, I'm thinking as we purge and toss things away, sometimes it's very evident and other times it's like there's a, there's a heaviness to it because just of the mm-hmm. weight of, of it and everything that it represented and and for different individuals it's probably easier to just toss or let go and others of us it's more of a choice but you know with that it all builds that values and of course Venus you were just bringing up about the Venus cycle Venus is in Scorpio just to remind our audience it is in a Scorpio Venus point, meaning that in the cycle of Venus, it 
goes in eight years, it connects with the sun five times and it makes a beautiful star. It's one of the most, if you look at the cycle, it's absolutely stunning. There's many ways to look at the Venus star cycle. Ariel Gutman has a wonderful book about it and talks a great length. But at any rate, it every eight years it returns and that's what you're, you're speaking of. So it's really a good point to... Uh, to refer and that the degrees for those that happen to be concerned about that are early degrees that's two or three degrees Scorpio and it was just like last week and actually because it's retrograde meaning that that's apparent from our view it's just left Scorpio going back into Venus I mean back into, into Libra, Libra. Yeah, yeah which is a, a lot of reassessment of relationships and not maybe as mm-hmm. an intense but still really um, but but the life source like I'm bring, bringing it back to what you were saying at which what we were talking about wanting the motivation is is how is this going to support us with life <laughs> yeah how you tell me sister I have five degrees <laughs> Scorpio Sun so <laughs> no I'm just kidding well it's, you yeah. know well, one of the things that I find about Pluto transits, and I, you know, I haven't actually done any like super research on it. There's a couple of things here that that I've noticed. Okay, um, one of the things about Scorpio, about uh, like intense Pluto transits or, or things in you know Scorpio energy, is that um, there seems to be. I almost want to say, it's almost like there's like the little carrot on the stick underneath way underneath because everything about pluto and scorpio is underneath it's mm-hmm. un, it's a subconscious unconscious however you want to look at it and there always seems i find maybe i'm wrong i have sag rising so you know i tend to exaggerate and i tend to only <laughs> see things from my perspective um but <laughs> they, it's a good one it seems like people that go through pluto transits are you know, definitely brought to their knees, but they will find they, it's like they find that sliver of hope somewhere in there. They tend to find that they tend to know that it's there, whether they verbalize it or not with like a Saturn transit. I mean, honestly, if I think about it, I've seen more people try and check out during a tough Saturn transit than a Pluto transit because Pluto is, is so deep, but it also activates that higher self that knows there's hope. There's something better coming. Hang on. Well, it is a compost. It's composting. So when you think about it in, in going back to that idea, like in the earth and, and underneath there's, that's where the roots grow. So that really sustains a life. And, and, Mm. and even, uh, again and again, it's, it's, it's this whole idea that, yes, through a death of any fashion, there is life beyond. There's either life beyond for the, the survivors. Let's say for a physical death of somebody that you love. I just had somebody that I knew very well and close to me that passed. And it's, so it's become yeah, really revelant. Well, it, it, it's really, it was very apropos for this talk, I have to say, mm. you know, the timing as far as feeding me energy. And that's what life does. It feeds you renewed energy in another way because I was realizing that again, my whole uh, uh, understanding of, of various deaths that I've experienced is that the love that was experienced manifest it can it has that capacity to expand 
because mm-hmm. love isn't um, qualified. You know, it's only maybe non-experienced as great as it can be. And so it's, it's a very empowering because you know, there's either love or fear. And the fear part that we've been bringing up is what we don't know and we, and we imagine. And I mean, there's, there's all these, or maybe experiences and it's just a resistance you know, because Scorpio yeah. is a, a stubborn. Well, it's fixed. <laughs> you know, it's a fixed yep. water sign. They say it's like ice, so it takes a little time to thaw. It's like mm-hmm. you know, digging down there. Um, yeah, it can be very stagnant water at times. Yes, yeah. it can be, and it just you know festers and yeah, Scorpio energy can but get I very think very stuck. That carrot that you're speaking of is really important because it, it there is a promise of a new, of transmuting from just the physical to the spirit. There really is. It's like you have to, in order to comprehend it, you need to go into the spirit. You know, if you mm-hmm. go through all the, so many of the archetypes, of course, involve physical and spirit. And right now, everything about the astrology chart is, is just pushing it in our face. Because, oh my gosh, yeah. yeah, because, I mean, speaking astrologically, okay, we've had Venus which is in Scorpio, which has done this, you know, long eight-month cycle. I mean, it's 40 days in one sign, but it's been a long process. And or am I getting it mixed up with Mars? Because we've gone through so many retrogrades. But it's a 40-day cycle with Venus. And the point is, is that, you know, the, the planets, we have Uranus, which is in Taurus, and Venus rules two signs it rules Mm -hmm. you know i mean that's uh, that's ruled by venus so then we're looking at venus and and it's squaring the nodes and you're asked people saying what are the nodes well the nodes are these points of the intersection between venus intersecting the orbit of uh, of the of the um, earth going earth going around the sun yeah you're talking about the moon's nodes yeah, those are the moon nodes. Okay. Yeah. Well, so yeah, yeah right. Um, Which were ticked off back at the, uh, well, the, the these degrees are close to them. Yeah, they're all zero. Were ticked off back at the um, at the eclipse. I mean, we, there's a lot going on, guys. There's there just, is. And, and I'm sorry <laughs> if if, a lot. <laughs> if for those people that aren't astrologers, because I know there really are. There's a huge vast <laughs> you know audience here of various information. But just to let people, the non-people astrologers, know there's a lot of intensities. And yes, we could go down and analyze exactly how, but there's, uh, there are carrots. There are reasons to, to release. Yeah. 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 And, you know, and it's funny. I went to, like, my, my dear friend, Kim Rogers Gallagher. I don't know if you've read her books, um, The Light Side, Astrology for the Light Side of the Brain, Astrology for the Light Side of, future, of the Future. Um, she personalizes the planets. And, God, I met her decades ago. Um, and, uh, and you know, she's uh, Sag, Sag with Aquarius Moon, and I have Sag Rising Aquarius Moon. So we were like instant sisters. Um, love her to pieces. But she... Uh, mentioned in in her her book um, that 
you know, we, we also have to remember something really important. Like we're talking about all of these, these deaths and these deaths of ideas and, and, you know, the pain that goes with it in the process. And I do have some, um, things at the end that I can offer to help you go through this and, and just kind of life in general, but specifically if you're feeling that heavy, heavy Plutonian Scorpio kind of energy right now. Um, or having, you know, having one of those tough transits. Um, but she said that, you know, remember that the parts of you that you're looking at, the shadow side that we're, that we're really faced with right now, our limitations, you can call them that, you can call them whatever, but it's the stuff that we don't like about ourselves because this is deep, deep, deep stuff. Um, it isn't evil. And she says it's, it's power hungry, it's ruthless, it's intense. Pluto is all or nothing. But he has x-ray vision and he has a plan. And that's where I think, you know, underneath that, that little carrot that I was, you know, talking about. And she said, when you, you know, when you're dealing, uh, uh, basically when you're dealing with Mr. Death, you have to learn to understand the importance of process. Yes. It's all about process. These Pluto transits are not things that you go through. Pluto transits, Scorpio, you know, heavy Scorpio energy, you know, whatever it is you're, you're experiencing, and you know, um, they don't happen overnight. And, and that's probably one of the most frustrating things as an astrologer to try and coach somebody and counsel somebody through that process and help them to understand that, you know, because they come in with this, you know, I mean, my job really is managing people's expectations. And that's, that's what I do. You know, I'm an astrologer and psychic medium, but that's what I do. Um, but you know, they, they want to know when's it going to end. And it's like, well, when are you going to let go? You know? And, um, and you know, it was interesting though. There was this one piece that I wanted to share. And it's really kind of a little left of what we're talking about. But I, I, um, when I was, you know, making notes about what she had said about it, she also mentioned that literally because, you know, Scorpio, Pluto rules the reproductive organ, Scorpio does. Um, she mentioned that biological puberty began occurring much earlier when Pluto reached Scorpio, the, the fast end of the cycle. And if you, uh, you know, if you think back, because her book is, is, you know, pretty old, <laughs> relatively speaking. Um, and so when she wrote this, you know, Pluto was in Scorpio. And so, um, yeah. No, that was very interesting. And that that's, you know, if you think about it, I mean, that's, that happens, you know, girls are reaching oh, puberty much, much earlier now. And it, and it was triggered. She feels by that Scorpio cycle. Yeah. I just heard someone I know very closely commenting and I was trying to figure out. So this is good feedback. We will return. We are going to take a brief break. For those that would like to call us, and we would love to receive any comments or if you have any questions for either Susie Care Wright or for myself, this is the number, 425-373-5527. Oh, That's area code 425, and the number is 373-5527. Talk Cosmos. We'll be right back. Thank you. we take a break from this week's edition of Talk Cosmos, let's take a look at this cycle's archetype. We are currently in the yin period of Scorpio, traditionally ruled by Mars, now ruled by Pluto. By departing a cycle based on comparison between extreme energies, finding balance, 
Scorpio commits a relationship to exchange resources, experiencing power and powerlessness for the purpose of soul growth transformation. As a fixed water sign that is extreme, intense, and secretively deep, Scorpio's passionate nature questions the psychology and mystery concerning life and death. Celebrate your star energy blessings. Schedule a natal astrology chart consultation with Talk Cosmos host, Sue Rose Minahan. You'll learn to better understand what personally fuels your soul's seed direction. Sue focuses on your questions to connect you into your unique heart's desire and your true soul path's birth essence. Just $125 for an hour and a half session about your life energies and significant current transits, including a recording and a copy of your chart. Schedule by emailing info at talkcosmos.com. That's info at talkcosmos.com. Hello, this is Sue Rose Minahan of Talk Cosmos. I want to encourage you to log on to 1150kknw.com. That's 1150kknw.com right now and fill out the 2018 KKNW Listener Survey. Your responses will help the station better tailor itself to your needs. As an added incentive, when you fill out the survey, you have a chance to win round-trip passage on the Victoria Clipper to Victoria, B.C., plus a $100 gift certificate to Schwartz Brothers Restaurants. So log on to 1150kknw.com for your chance to win. Thank you for all your past listenership and for helping us improve this station. Great prizes might be yours, but you must fill out the survey. One lucky person's name will be drawn on November 6th, so log on to 1150kknw right now and fill out the survey. Complete contest rules can be found at 1150kknw.com. So log on for all the details. Salutations from space. This is storyteller Gemini Brett, and you're listening to Talk Cosmos on Alternative Talk 1150 AM, where we peek through the veil at astrology's ancient archetypes. Hi, Sue Rose Minahan again. That number, if you want to call in, 425-373-5527 and talk to Susie Kerr Wright of Tennessee, evolutionary astrologer, medium, and talk host, well, in Tennessee, and myself as we talk about Scorpio unveiling death's mask. So we will continue. You know, we were just chatting and reminding ourselves about truth. Scorpio wants truth. It wants the truth of the matter. And a lot of that actually has about betrayal of our own self. That's what I was thinking is, is that we can sometimes through our thoughts about how looking at unwanted circumstances that happened to us, we might want to linearly think, oh, that's an external issue of somebody that's 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 causing us a problem but if we really analyze or psychoanalyze analyze 
analyze, psychoanalyze. Thank you. Yes, that's right. My my tongue and my thought. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we realize that the depth of the truth might be that we're betraying our own truth. Where it may be a trigger that that has to do about uh, fears of of so many things, uh, a loss or betrayal that really. Once we realize that it's just the evolution of life itself, the soul growth is really the the bottom line that we want. Yeah, and that's and that's the thing, you know, that's the carrot at the end of the stick. Again, you know, it's like, you know, as people go through these these rebirths, so these these transformative pieces and parts of their of their lives, um, you know, that's it's like most people come through them. And, you know, and get to that kind of, you know, like just again, going back to that analogy, going from eighth house stuff to ninth house stuff, they go through it and they come through it with a deeper knowing because, and that's really where the gold is because, you know, again, it's tough to look at this stuff, you know, when you're going through some, going through tough times with, with, you know, Pluto and, and, or Scorpio energy, you know. It's like it can feel like you are physically dying. It can feel like you're drowning. It can feel like you will not survive, but you will. Um, And as long as you're willing to see the truth about yourself. And so, yeah, and and, um, like you were saying, you know, it's like, where are we betraying ourselves? And, you know, in in, uh, the AA, you know, 12-step programs, um, there's a statement that says, you know, the, the, a, a part of a, a 12-step program is taking a what's called a fearless and thorough moral inventory, meaning you look at your stuff. You look at where you screwed up. And, and it says, you know, if we're fearless and thorough in our moral inventory, we will come to know a new freedom and a new happiness. It's amazing what happens when you, when you are willing to look honestly, fearless and thorough. That's how you have to be through these type of transits or these, you know, when you're dealing with Pluto. Um, And so because it just demands you can't gloss over this stuff anymore. You know, you just can't. So, you know, when people come at us with different things and we feel like we're being victimized, you know, it's it's like it's you got to keep looking in. You got to keep looking in. And, And it really is. I mean, you don't have to, you can go do what you want because, Hey, we all have free will. Right. But you know, the way, the way I look at it or, you know, I don't know if this is what we talked about earlier, but it's that horrible medicine that we have to take to save our lives. Well, there is alchemy and healing in that process and a, a matter of looking at where we're aligning ourselves. And the truth of the matter of, because we only have power over ourselves. That's really where the bottom line is. I know for my own self, with so many, and I think that is a lot of AA itself is, is that it tells you, you know, you only have power over yourself. You can't change everybody else. Yep. <laughs> but you can make your own choices. And, and actually, that's what Venus is doing right now, too, even though, and along with this, this change. Or, or, or this uh, whole process. So I'm thinking of the power of Pluto and Scorpio and healing 
and that it is really the uh, shamanic. I think that's where the shamanic yes. energy. Yes, it is. It is. You've got to go deep. you got to go underground. you got to go as deep as you can go and come back with the knowledge and the wisdom. And yeah. And um, yeah. And I mean, and, and, you know, we were talking about the where it's back in Libra now, where, where Venus is back in Libra right now related to just everything that's going on now. Um, you know, it's we're looking at well even when it was in scorpio i mean of course um you know jealousy betrayal it's like that last gasp and that law and those losses and um and the and also the difference between like pluto and scorpio know the difference between intimacy and sex mm-hmm. big difference and um and you know, I, I found this quote and I wish, I don't know who said it. I apologize, whoever said it, but it said, oh, maybe I think it was just a meme and it didn't have a name on it, <laughs> but it yeah. said, it said to have someone understand your mind is a different kind of intimacy. So, you know, intimacy is literally connecting with another human being. at such a deep level, you know, sex is sex. And we get those two confused all the time. And, you know, that's, that's a very, that is a Scorpio thing, you know? Yes. Yes, and, it is. Yeah. It's it's that actual union of exchange, and so it's very powerful and very important. But to embody, to incorporate this intimate, this self, this vulnerable, this—I mean, when I think about some of these words, it brings me back to the other, the trine of the water sign of Cancer. You know, where you uh, allow, you know, you vulnerable. I mean, to be vulnerable is partly. Mm-hmm. Uh, the sensitivities of cancer, and so it yeah. develops that depth of 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 exchange where there's meaningfulness, you know, which connects. And you know, I was thinking too that in today's world, there's so many, so much polarization. And what is the polarization? The polarization could be looked upon as a difference between. The physical, you know, the, the 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 wanting more power of of that energy versus this incorporation that seems to be picking up more on a global scale of people reaching into their psyches and and transmuting and 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 finding the spiritual growth and their soul growth. And and teaching and being shamans or being in so many elements, you know, in so many different uh, styles of of sharing. I mean, we're talking astrology, and you've brought in tarot, and then you do reiki, and there's there's also people that do uh, on and on, you know, many levels of of sharing. But mm-hmm. but these two. Uh, clash so that so that there is a lot of um aggravation not just aggravation but that that is creating a lot of the intensities of power and loss of power you know through those two uh, am i making sense you know yeah and you know well it reminds me of you know there there a lot of people have um, you know, just use the example since we're talking about Scorpio and, and, and all that, you know, the, the, the um, sexual abuse, you know, um, the thing about it is people deal with that in so many different ways, right? 
you have the people that deny it. You have the people that, you know, spend their lives playing out that, you know, putting themselves in dangerous situations so they can keep proving to themselves that they're not a victim. And, you know, but basically, and then, you know, other people who just live in the victim mentality and there's a balance in there somewhere, you know, um, and, and, but for a lot of people, it's about like really owning, you know, the, the ones that it's kind of like the, the ones that are, that, that push it aside or whatever, as they become more aware, they have to learn how to own their victimhood first before they can heal, you know, and, and, you know, on the flip side, the ones that stay in victimhood have to, you know, kind of come back to their sense of, of power and prove to themselves that they, that they you know, have power over themselves. And, and so the, everything's out of whack and out of balance right now. It's crazy. It's like, it, this world is insane at the moment. <laughs> and, and so, um, you know, there's all, there's a lot of people that, that are out there that, you know, it's like running around with a, a little bit of information and not knowing what to do with it. You know? well, when you speak of victim, that brings me to the the other triad because there's the water signs there's all these elements there's water pisces. earth mm-hmm. yeah and it's pisces which yep. only is the because martyr. not that it has to be at all everything has its its pros and its you know i mean every single sign but this is where there is this wonderful sense of the last pl- i mean we're jumping here to the last um archetype but that is where one is conscious of the of the universe, the whole universe. Well, yes. One is mm-hmm. not in, there's no uh, control over the universe. I mean, we don't tell the sun when to rise, you know. <laughs> we don't tell the moon to stop doing the tides. And mm-hmm. so there is this wisdom, this knowledge, this just innate ability to rel- realize that the world operates in this marvelous perfection of that it is. But on the other hand, it can infiltrate if we don't, we re- it really requires, it goes back to this internal, the power is internal. We have our choices, we have our values, we have our emotions. And so pulling this together rather than, uh, I mean, uh, external things can prompt uh, an emotion with us, but yet it's not their, it's not their cause. It's something yeah. that's inside of us, and it could be our something in our own soul growth that needs to be uh, attention that wants our yes. th- our value, and that's where we can just shift from thinking from the victim to realizing how do we find our power, and it can be in so many ways, whether it's through the deep, deep work of of going underneath, finding out what the motives and what the the purpose, and accepting, partly of accepting yeah. what other, and, yeah. I'm oh, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> what others? Well, no, no, yeah, exactly. No, I think we we connected that with, with others. Are. Yeah, you were just making me think. Sorry, I get so excited. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a Scorpio. I'm intense, you know. <laughs> um, and it, 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 it's Sag that 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 makes me interrupt people. So sorry. No, no, um, you're fine. I have an excuse. Um, <laughs> blame it on my rising. Anyways, yeah, what you were making me real think of is the. Um, it's kind of like, oh my god, I just completely lost my train of thought now. Uh, so spacey. Well, first of um, all, don't don't even mind. Uh, 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 we had connected, 
And I, too, we have a wonderful way of talking. And I realize that we're on the air, so you're being... But anyway, we'll get back to our point. (laughs) And that is, so not to worry. But we were talking about... um, What were we talking about? All of a sudden, we're jumping. Well, that's okay. (laughs) Well, it's a deep subject. It's a deep subject. And it does take processing. And so, therefore, it it is not just so easy to always... uh, Come up with other things, but but the victim. We were talking about the victim and, mm-hmm. and power empowering ourselves through the the changes. You know, occult means changes. So, and it's like you said, it's it's a many stepped things. Well, I remember what I was going to say now. Good. It's the intuitive piece of Scorpio. There, there is such a deep, deep knowing and intuition inherent in Scorpio. And because of that, um, what I think we're possibly a a lot, uh, you know, where, where many of us are getting confused is intuition is just a guide. It just points us. It doesn't actually have the information, you know, of what to do. So people are experiencing this intuitive knowing something is happening i am changing the world is changing things are changing at at a deep level but they don't they haven't connected to that higher sense of self or, or whatever you want to call it i don't know how that split up you know i don't have the words for it but they haven't figured out what to do with it that's where i was going with that because this is all about right now knowing that you know that you know and and i mean on a very mundane level not not mundane but on a a, a slightly different level you know think of all the people that are experiencing like these um, relationship dramas that are going on now it's it's unbelievable um and people yeah. coming back into their lives of course that always happens during a venus retrograde and you know and what they're getting to see is the truth but they don't know necessarily how to take that first or next step. But their but their their awareness is there now. Oh, it's so, perfect. It, well, awareness is huge, and that's really I'm reminded why we get this new uh, perspective or this new uh, assessment, you might say, or a new view. And with a retrograde, always you know, life just is always offering us this, and really it brings it back to the fact of. Again, there's life isn't always A to B. There's this quantum factor of 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 mixed of energies uh, collaborating, and so that is very intuitive. In fact, if you, earlier on, just before the break, you were saying that you were going to mention a few things that people could do. Do you have that list of mm-hmm, things? I Good. do. Let's bring that um, up. And I want to in- inject a little more humor here from Kim Rogers Gallagher oh, because she talks <laughs> about in one of her books about the Pluto kit that you should have for when you're facing uh-huh. a, a difficult Pluto <laughs> transit. And this is the list of things that should be in your kit. Pomegranates, dark glasses, a black trench coat, a flashlight, a surgical kit, fertilizer, <laughs> a book on death and dying, scary movies, and she recommends things like arachnophobia, um, an atom bomb, an illustrated book on spiders and snakes, and one year's worth of free therapy. Ah, <laughs> definitely, yes. A one, one, that, that's, 
She it's, nailed it. Yeah. Well, humor, you know, there. It, it's really, they say laughter is the best medicine. So, mm-hmm. yes. But I, I actually made a, a list here of, um, you know, basically like a, a little more serious, I guess you could call it, you know, key to surviving a Pluto transit, the death Scorpio transit, you know, any of those in, intense things like we're going through now. And the key, of course, we've, we've touched on a lot of these already, is to just first and foremost, let go. And what does that mean? It means let go of your expectations, let go of the attachment to the outcome in things. Okay. Um, another thing that's important to do during this time is release all doubt and fear. And oh, yeah, that sounds so simple, doesn't it? Um, but the way you start to do that is stop replaying things over and over and over in your head. It's, it's about like, you know, resisting that or, or letting go of the obsession because whatever you can't resist it because what we resist persists. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, let go of the obsession and letting go is a choice. You have to believe that and know it. Um, and repeat after me, I have no control over people and situations. We touched on that. So really internalizing that and repeating that over and over. Um, control what you can you know, God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can. There was no difference, right? That's yeah. really important. Um, control what you can, which is basically your own actions. You can't control your thoughts, but what you do with them is something you can control, how you act on them. You know, do you keep letting them roll, run, run around in your head and, and just take up headspace, you know, acknowledge them. You have to acknowledge them and then let them go. Um, Also, one of the things that you can do is begin to visualize your life as you'd like to see it. Um, Know that you're not having to experience this time, that you're, um, know that you're not having to experience this time or trial. We touched on this earlier, but that you get to experience it for your own higher good. And things that you can do, really simple things do a lot of mindfulness practices, a lot of mindfulness meditations. And that's about staying in the moment, feel your feet on the floor, notice the sounds, the smells, the body sensations in any moment, right where you are. And that calms the mind. And it keeps that, you know, because again, Scorpio, Pluto, it's all about obsession, obsession, obsession. I need, I want, I gotta have, I'm not going to have, you know, um, and, and, you know, above and beyond all, just be nice to yourself. You know, um, these are, you know, things, things are tough out there and, um, you know, and acceptance that is what you mentioned that a couple of times, the acceptance, you know, this is from, this is also from, um, the uh, big book of Alcoholics Anonymous acceptance is the answer to all my problems today. When I'm disturbed, it's because I find some person, place, thing, or situation, some fact of my life unacceptable to me. And I can find no serenity until I accept that person, place, thing, or situation as being exactly the way it's supposed to be in this moment. That is excellent. A whole itinerary, uh, not just itinerary, but really it reminds me it just steps on the strengths of the other archetypes that are the water archetypes, both cancer, letting go, you know, and Pisces, knowing what you have no control over, but going back to the strength of Scorpio that does take control, but knowing what to take control of there for, you know, mm-hmm. and, yeah. and also centering 
with the spirit, going within and allowing that unknown quality of the spirit that one can experience. You know, we, we, that's really the beauty of it is that we can sort of learn about it from, from other factors. But until we actually sit down or just let ourselves experience, then we know and then we have that depth, that magnetic self that Scorpio really Absolutely. creates. And, and, you know, the other piece of work that I do constantly, you know, all the time is mediumship. And, and so, you know, just, I mean, believe me or not, whatever, you know, there is life beyond this planet. There is life beyond this physical body. It exists. I speak to it constantly. So, you know, it's, this isn't all or nothing. And that's, that's so Scorpio and Pluto. It's all or nothing, all or nothing. You know, it's not, it's not, it's transformation. We continue on. And I, you know, in, in all the years I've been doing mediumship here, it's just blown me away how much more peace I have around the process of, uh, of life and death. And, um, what we know is the physical death, you know, I'm, I'm so not afraid to die. I'm kind of worried about how I might die because yeah. <laughs> Scorpios usually die pretty miserable deaths, but uh, that's a race. That's not, actually not true. It's a joke. It's an, it's an old, uh, you know, I started studying astrology back in the seventies and that, that kind of stuff was in books back then. Mm. <laughs> you will die a painful death. Um, but yeah, yeah, a little worried about how I might, but you know, not worried about the actual crossing over. It's it, it really, yeah. So well, life goes on. We survive. Well, that is really a great energy to to prevail because again it's that ether as it's called or the spiritual aspects of how it gets manifested the energy that we can talk about but until we experience in any shape or form so often I know that when one does meditate and might have, in the process of just being, have a desire, uh, a thought, that the answer will come at some point. Now, that's just on one mundane level, but in many, many ways, this uh, manifestation happens. And so it's that cycle. I think I'm trying to relate to what you're saying, just on many, many levels, you know, that we do. And I, I so thank you for, for acknowledging all this that fact that life has uh, essence, essence that remains. It's mm, Yes. And it is really a, a matter of learning how. If in any sense of whether we leave a job or whether we leave a city or whether we have a, a family divorce or a marriage or a death or um, an illness, over and over, just the facts of the decay of some physicality that happens. And, and again, as you say, whether it's emotion or dreams or anything that just didn't go the way we wanted, and we have to go through that huge metamorphosis of a new process, uh, it, it's, it's, it's that it's like the butterfly. There is going to be a life we may not know the whole, like you said, the expectations, what it'll be, because if we do, we're really looking behind, like 
like has been said, that's going to give us the view of what was, not of what will mm-hmm. be. So we need yeah, to mm-hmm. let go. Yeah, you know, when I when I uh, coach people through this process um, of, you know, really huge situations coming on, they often say, I want to get back to me. And I'm like, no, there is no back to you. It's all new now. Let's look forward. You know, let's keep moving eyes front. You know, where you going? It's all good. It's all good. You'll get there. So, yeah, Well, I find that that's very important. And I do find that loving what was and just embracing that and letting it be and knowing it was a stepping stone and the whole growth process is so valuable. You know, I, I think maybe that's where one reflects on the passing of someone. One remembers all the, the events. Well, Susie, thank you so much. Next week we're having Alan, uh, uh, Alan Clay, who wrote Sedna Consciousness and he is an author from New Zealand. Tonight, we had Susie Kerr-Wright of Tennessee. Go to Talk Cosmos, see our guests. We love all of you. Thank you so much for listening, and it's just been great, Susie. Thank you so much for having me on. This is awesome. (laughs) I love talking to you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and guests unveil astrology's ancient archetypes that continually build the collective experiences in our unconsciousness. Be sure to tune in next Saturday at 6 p.m. to continue finding your roots in the stars. The preceding audio was via a Skype call.